This is Callan Russell. Welcome to Red Man's Take, the go-to podcast for everything Cornell Wrestling, produced by Big Red Sports Network. Hey everyone, this is your co-host Andrew Berryessa and I'm joined by Brendan Furman. We have another great episode of the podcast for you today. This release comes right after a dominant senior day victory at the Friedman Wrestling Center against Binghamton, followed by an extremely close three-point defeat at Wisconsin. Cornell Wrestling has scored major victories over Columbia, Navy, Princeton, Penn, and Drexel. Before we get started, you can subscribe to BRSN's monthly newsletter by visiting www.cornellbrsn.com. You can vote for our whole team to be selected for this month's Athlete of the, Athlete of the Month honor. You can also listen to Cornell BRSN's weekly podcast, Big Red Hockey Cast, on all podcast platforms. Shout out to our boys on the hockey team, and congrats on your victory this past Saturday night. Okay, now let's welcome head coach Mike Gray and assistant coach Kellen Russell onto the podcast. Welcome, great to have you both with us today. It's great to be back, Brendan. Yeah? Absolutely. Great to be back. I love great chatting with you folks. Great day to be alive. <laughs> great Travis Tritt said that. He did say that. Great song. Very excited to be on. Thanks for having me on, finally. Callan's debut. Callan's debut. I think it's some uh, some slander. What? Some bring, slander. Yeah, yeah bring slander. bringing him on so late. Oh, I know. You know but save the best for last. Exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I love it. All right, so um, kind of, can you guys both uh, maybe get into the senior day win against Binghamton, um, along with what the 2022 class, shout out, has brought to the program, legacy they're leaving behind in the locker room. All that stuff, and then after that, kind of get into the Wisconsin takeaways. Oh uh, yeah, no, I, I had a nice little write up, um, you know, on our seniors. So if if you want to, you know, shout out to my newsletter. <laughs> if you want to be on it, shoot me an email. I'll, I'll be sure to add you. Um, you know, got a lot of folks on that on that newsletter there. Uh, but no, I think the the duel itself was great. But I mean, we're not we're obviously there for the duel, right? But uh, Binghamton, right, senior day. I think most folks would, would agree that they were excited to see the seniors get honored. Um, <clears throat> and it was great, right? So we did it before the duel. And then we also got a ton of seniors in, right? It just happened to, you know, that, that you know, Folka was, was a little banged up. So, you know, Andrew got in there, got to scrap it out, which, which is fun for senior day. Um, we, actually, we also did some extra matches as well. So we got some extra matches. And, you know, I guess kudos to Binghamton for, uh, you know, doing the best to accommodate our seniors, right, and sending extra guys and, and allowing, you know, as many seniors as possible to compete on their senior day. Um, and then, you know, this class, I think that the one thing that stands out to me is just enjoyment of, of the program and, uh, you know, enjoyment of their teammates. I, th- I think that, you know, this senior class really – you know, enjoys Cornell wrestling. You know what I mean? They love being in the Freeman Center. They love being around their teammates. Uh, you know, they love to work hard. And, you know, I, I think the, the best way to put it is, um, you know, just kind of the backbone of, of the Cornell wrestling family, so to speak, right? So, obviously, tough shoes to fill. Um, but, but I'm very confident and, um, I guess, excited to see the legacy that, that they leave and, um, you know, see how... The, the the next the next group right steps up and, and fills fills in uh, for your shoes so um, you know bittersweet day for sure but I know that 
seniors are going to do some great stuff. So that's uh, exciting. You know, then Wisconsin, um, you know, just a, a good a good spike for, for our team, right? Throwing a Big Ten team there at the end. I think it's good to deal with the physicality and the intensity before EIWAs and before NCAAs. So I figured it'd be fun to just throw them in there and uh, let our guys go to war one last time before we get ready for EIWAs. So uh, obviously came out on the, on the losing end, split matches 5-5. Five, five. You know, we score some more bonus. We limit some bonus. We end up beating them. So, um, you know, I think that no, no duel is a throwaway, right? We always want to win everything. That's just who we are as, as competitors and as uh, wrestlers, you know. But I think that the duel serves its purpose, right? I mean, I was not pleased for, you know, some, some time after the duel, no matter what, right? Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, we're oh, ultimate man. competitors. I get it. But, uh, you know, once, once you calm down, you realize that it served its purpose and our guys really got that good test, right? Vito had a great match. Uh, Yanni had a great match. Hunter had a, a you know a, a tough kid as well. Everybody had tough matches, so I think that it, it raised our level going into conference. So. When it when it goes um, when it comes to like the extra matches and stuff, do you message like uh, what's the name of the Binghamton co- whoever the Bingham coach's name? Do you do you like email him and and do you say like oh we're having our senior day? Yeah, yeah. I was just like hey, I'm so. looking for extra guys at these weights. And he's like, well, I have three guys here. Like, Santora wrestled 65. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? But it was just like, hey, man. I was like, hey, you can wrestle. They have a 65-pounder. He's like, yeah, hey, I got a small 65. I was like, perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah. That'll work fine. So, no, it's just coaches just chatting with each other and trying to make it work, you know, so. Just hit him up. Yeah, hit him up on the, on AOL mess, Instant Messenger. You know what I mean? <laughs> on MySpace? Yes. That's how talent Top eight. Yeah. yeah. On email. Let's get Coach Kellen's view on this. Yeah, I mean, I think senior day was awesome for me. Uh, you know, first year coming in, not knowing all you guys that well, but I think, especially with Mike being busy with with Tokyo and everything, it was nice to have the seniors kind of pull me in and and help me show me the ropes a little bit of Cornell. You know, I knew I knew my coaching philosophy, but I didn't yeah. know exactly how the program had always been run and, and how things were done. So, you know, sometimes guys can come in. I knew I got new coaches when I was a uh, when I was a senior, and you're always sometimes a little hesitant of new guys coming in. So. You know, you guys kind of welcomed me and made me feel right so at home, much. so I could kick your guys' butt every day in practice. But I feel like there was a there was a span where you were the only coach in the room yeah. for like a week, and <laughs> I could tell great. at the end you were like, "Oh my goodness, what have I?" Got he looked to like it's like when presidents age. Seriously, was right at the, at the beginning, beginning of the week. Well, he was like, like, "All right, guys, let's let's go to practice, get some drills," and then like the last day, he's like, "All right, guys." Mike's coming back tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, I was in a new city. I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know where to go eat. I was just kind of <laughs> running around like a chicken with my head cut off. But uh, but those first few weeks were fun. It did. Uh, I think it helped me bond with everyone on the team. Yeah, for sure. Because everyone's like, "Who is this guy?" You know? It was an organic, like an organic setting too, right? Because it's like it wasn't like me being here just forcing it, right? I was away, and it's just. I mean, a lot of guys don't know Don either, right? So yeah. it was. Yeah. You know, you were here for. You know, a week like by yourself, you said, I think Donnie came in there as well. So it's just like, you guys got to, you know, I guess rekindle the flame, you know, especially with Andy and, and, and Furman with, with, with Donnie, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, cool. you know, build new relationships with Kellen. So exciting. Very exciting. So what are your guys' thoughts on having the IWAs at, uh, at Cornell? You know, it's a big deal having... It's a big advantage. Sleep at home. I like sleep it. in your own bed. Right, sleep in your own bed. Uh, you know, we have our own... We have, we have the best facility in the world, so our guys will be in our facility getting ready and 
it's a short walk across the street to where we compete for EIWA. So uh, big home field advantage. I love it. Amazing. When was the last time that we hosted EIWA? 03 in Barton Hall. Really? It was a huge snowstorm. So it took us, <laughs> Perfect. what? What? It uh, took <laughs> 20 years or so to get back because of that. So, That's uh, so wild. It's wild to think that the NCAs were in Barton Hall at one time. 63? What? <laughs> yeah. 63. Yeah, I mean, you see, there's a picture in the hallway, actually. I did not know that. It has the maps. That could never, probably never happen now. But probably not. No. Probably not. not. It was about to be a U.S. Bank stadium yeah yeah now yeah. barton hall now barton hall all right so now we get to the fun questions where we kind of get to know you know your guys personality and you know kind of get to have a more in-depth conversation like have, right. the, have the fans get to know you a little bit so mike starting off with you with kellen now on the podcast we've officially had all the coaches on yes what made you choose to reach out to kellen donnie and Gwiz? uh when I was building my staff, uh, well, I knew I wanted, I wanted the big guy. I actually ran into the big Quiz. guy being who? Uh, Quiz. Quiz. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. The big, the big, <laughs> the one that's a hundred pounds more than all the other coaches. Yes, yes, that guy. Um, no, I just knew. So I actually, well, I, I chatted with him at the Olympic camp, the one that was in Georgia, and we just organically were talking about music organically a lot today. Um, okay. It's the word of the day. Yeah, it is the word, word of the day, day organically. Right? Word of the day. But I, I organically was chatting yeah. with him <laughs> uh, just about coaching. And then I found out, you know, a couple of days later before we were leaving camp that Cole was out and I was going to, you know, be in. So, uh, you know, that was weird timing and, um, you know, great timing for simultaneously, right? Um, and I just knew that I wanted guys in general that were grinders, other staff, right, that were going to work work really hard and uh you know put the athletes first i think that myself and you know Callan, donnie and Gwiz, right low maintenance no ego right that goes a long way with uh relationships it goes a long way with uh trust it goes a long way with team development you know so many things right nobody wants to be around somebody who's just you know all about themselves especially when they're a coach <laughs> right so uh Getting selfless guys, guys that were the grinders of the staff, right? I've known Kellen since we were in high school, um, you know, consider him a close friend. So that was an easy call. And then Donnie as well, I, I, you know, worked with him in the past. We worked well together, uh, you know, and both these guys are, you know, at the, at the, the super high end of, of, of the job, right? They're both great assistants. And I knew that, uh, you know, it, we, work, we would all work well together, so. Kellen, was it hard to pull um, Kellen away from his previous um, school? Uh, only been there and left. Yeah, no, I think school that won't be named, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh, no, I mean, I think that in Michigan. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Um, no, I just, you know, I was like, Hey man, we got, a gr- we got a great thing going, you know, we have a lot of support and, uh, you know, this is kind of my vision and he bought it. <laughs> he believed you. Yeah. Fell for and, it. Uh, Fell for it. Yeah. Hook, line, and sinker. You know, I, I hit him with the bait and switch. And yeah. then, uh, no. So, no, he, he just he believed in the, you know, I guess the philosophy and, and the vision for the program. And, um, you know, we're, we're grinding right now to make it make it a reality. And, Kellen, what were your thoughts when Mike reached out to you about the position? I was excited for the opportunity to talk to him about it. You know, I obviously – like Mike was saying, we've known each other since we were in high school, so I was like, knew exactly who he was, knew he 
you know, like tough wrestling. Anyone who's been around NCAA wrestling knows Cornell wrestling. So yeah. if I was going to make a move, it was going to be to a program mm-hmm. I thought could win a team national championship. So, and I felt like with Mike, with his vision, with the guys he was bringing in and, and you know, kind of telling me step-by-step step what we were going to do, I could see us, you know, making our way down to that team national championship. So I was excited to kind of be, you know, on staff with a bunch of young, hungry guys and, you know, with a team that, that seemed like great guys, all, you know, very accomplished internationally, you know, nationally. So, yeah. so I was just, you know, excited to get out here and check it out. I hadn't been out to Cornell in probably like eight or nine years. So for sure. And that's since NCAAs. Yeah. Since NCAAs. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of leads to <laughs> my next question is uh, for Kellen, which is like, what has been the biggest surprise of coaching at Cornell for you? Or has there been any surprises or has it gone exactly how you thought it would be? Um, I don't think there's any been like real big surprises. I think it's it's been nice to see a lot of the support from the university in general. It's been really cool uh, coming from you know a power five school where wrestling necessarily is not the biggest sport on campus. Here it's kind of people know wrestling, like yeah. you know they take pride in knowing that Cornell wrestling's good. Um, so it's kind of exciting to be able to to go around and be randomly walking down the street wearing Cornell wrestling stuff and guys are like oh yeah you know. I know Kyle Dig. I know I saw you guys won, you know, you guys won the Ivy League or whatever. So, so it's been kind of cool being in a smaller community like that and having all the support of, of everyone around. Yeah, it's crazy how big, like, Cornell Wrestling is loved in Ithaca. We were at lunch today with Kyle, and somebody asked for his autograph, uh, one of the workers. Yeah, at Risley. Yeah, it's at just, Risley, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> no, people... Uh, it's kind of in the culture sure. of Cornell now. Yeah. You know, after yeah. the last 20 years of maintaining that success, it's just everyone, you know... Oh, yeah. Take take pride in it. No, definitely. I think that even at when I'm like going to classes and stuff, and people are like, "Oh, you're on the wrestling team? We're pretty good, right?" I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, we're pretty good." Yeah, we're good. <laughs> They're like, yeah. oh, "Hockey's good. I think our wrestling's pretty good too." No, I'm like, it's definitely good. Yeah, come watch yeah. Magic Friedman. <laughs> come watch Magic. It'll surprise you. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Thunder Dome. Um, my okay. You can go ahead. Uh, okay, so we kind of already discussed your move from Michigan to Ithaca. So next question is, would you mind telling us about the egg inside onion ring sandwich? <laughs> you had to know that. Yes. You had to know it was coming uh, eventually. <laughs> yes. You guys are obsessed with the onion ring <laughs> egg sandwich it's that your I posted boat. on my Instagram in 2012. Uh, so 10 years ago. Uh, you know, it was after NCAAs, my senior year. I just won a national championship. I had some leftover onion rings in my fridge and I decided to wake up and make a, make a breakfast sandwich. Seemed like a good idea. So I, I posted a picture on Instagram and little did you know it was it delicious. Be, little little did, did you know, know it would be immortalized in the corner. There was a little sriracha aioli on top of Ooh. it, which really Ooh. set it apart. Um, but I'm going to have the team over and we're going to make some onion ring egg sandwiches after the season. That's, That's, exciting. Exciting. That's, That's exciting. It's going to be, it's going to be, be a big, big event. I'm so excited for that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. When did that when did that come up? Cliff Keen, someone like Yeah. It must have been Cliff Keen. Because you guys were really bored on a trip to Vegas or something. Scrolling through my Instagram. I feel like <laughs> I feel like Greg Greg or something. I think it was Julian. Oh, was it? I don't know. I think it was Julian. I think it was when we were driving to Whole Foods in my car <laughs> and someone found it. What were you thinking we were when just, somebody brought it up where you're like, oh, I kind of forgot about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I do kind of remember doing that. Yeah. And it was like delicious. random thing. I'm excited. I'm excited to eat one of those. Oh, yeah. um, all right. So for Mike, 
allocations just came out uh, earlier today. So was there anything that surprised you about them, or was uh, it kind of how you thought it would be? No, I mean, I think we got less than, than we wanted, unfortunately. So we got two at 33, which, uh, you know, it stinks. I think that the lead IK didn't get one, unfortunately. Um, so we got two at 33, which is surprising. And, um, I mean, that's the biggest surprise for sure. We were banking on kind of three at that, that weight class. Mm -hmm. So having two changes things a lot. So, But, I mean, it's postseason. You got to go out there and you got to take it. For right. Sure. What, 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 you know, I guess what you've done during the season get, gets you admission into the tournament. <laughs> yeah. Then whatever you want to do, you got to go out there and take. So Dom's definitely, I mean, he's still on the spot before, right? So. Yeah. No, he's capable and I expect him to do that. Right. hundred percent. But, uh, you know, it's just, it's kind of annoying when you, when you see that, uh, you know, somebody is right there to qualify and qualify the way that doesn't happen. So, um, but nonetheless, the job doesn't change. You know, everybody enters the tournament to get the job done and win, right? At least that's what we—that's the way we view it. You know, in, in this program, our guys are focused on, uh, you know, performing well and, and, you know, kicking everybody's butt. So that's that's the way we like it. So, heck yeah. So, <clears throat> Mike, why are why are bakeries in Jersey so much better than anywhere else <laughs> I've had? baked goods from I don't know I've heard and this is with the pizza too I've heard that it's the pH value I mean pH content in the water it's the water it's crazy water. Yeah. It, it's the water it's the water the water it's the water no I've heard they're both heard, crazy yeah but we don't say water no. I say water 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 um, but nonetheless Drew, yeah Drew says water water though Drew's from Jersey he's a water some people say water water he's my sister-in-law says water. Water, water bottle. I mean, my sister-in-law says water. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think uh, I think that's to do with the water for sure. Dude, it's crazy because when those those baked goods, those baked goods at the Super Bowl Whew. party. Oh Ooh. me, oh my! No Man, one knows why. It's just fact. Yeah, it's crazy. And the pizza is far superior everywhere as well. So, and if you have a problem with that, once again, you can shoot me an email as well. <laughs> <laughs> Would we'll love, we'll have you on the podcast. Would, would lo love to chat you up on that. Next but, week we have somebody debating Mike in pizza. Yeah, we'll just have no. that. That'll pizza. be the next uh, next bit on the podcast. As I like to say, their argument will be put in a box <laughs> <laughs> because there's no better pizza. Um. So, Callum, was there anyone when you were in college that uh, you would call your nemesis? We kind of talked about this with Mike with his possible ne nemesis uh. before from Hofstra, but. I had, you, I had a few. Uh, Montel Marion, we wrestled a lot. Those were always fun. Me and Mike Thorne would fist fight every time we wrestled, so it was kind of fun. And then uh, NC, he was a year older than me, so after NCAs, it was my junior year, and uh, I was walking back through the lobby after the finals, and I see him sitting there. He gets up and he starts walking over to me. I'm like, oh, oh here we go. Crazy. Like, <laughs> it's going to go down. It's like, whatever, one in the morning. It's in the lobby of the hotel. Yeah. We had just gotten done with our dinner or whatever. He's kind of like walking over to me. Then he just grabs me. He's like, I can never beat you, man. I can never beat you. <laughs> and all of a sudden, like, we kind of became friends, I guess, now. So <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, we kind of, I guess once he was done wrestling, it was over. But every, I think we wrestled like four or five times, and everyone ended with one of us punching the other one. So <laughs> the crazy thing is, Thorne was in Ithaca for a year. Yeah, was he? Yeah, he came and coached the the Gray Shirts for a year. Really? Wow! Yeah. I had no idea about that. Yeah, Mike Thorne. 
Was it up for one year? Is he like Tommy Thorne's brother? Or yeah. Related yeah. To brother? Yeah. Older yeah. brother, yeah. Minnesota, huh? Yeah, he's a, he's a Minnesota gopher. Golden gopher. Golden gopher. Golden yeah. gopher. Don't you know? I know your matches with Montel Marion, NCAA Finals, where you just had that up in the uh, back. Yeah, you guys were watching that. Watch that. that Matt about, about a million Matt returns in that match. <laughs> Great Matt returns. The thing, so good. The thing that really... That, that I'll say for Kellen because he's, he's too, uh, I'll say, nice or humble. Modest. Whatever, modest that's a good way to put it. Uh, it's not a rivalry when you always win. Yeah. <laughs> right? There you go. Sure. Enough said. Right. So. Was there any, was there ever a Cornell wrestler that you faced I, a lot? Or? I never wrestled a Cornell guy in college. Ever? No. That's kind of weird to think about. No, like, I mean, yeah, never in Vegas. Would have been Vegas or NCAAs. Yeah. 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 Never wrestled. And Kyle... Yeah, was year. that forty nine year? I mean, was right. that forty one year redshirt year? Yeah, the, my my third year when I was redshirt, Kyle was yeah. Kyle's freshman year, forty one. Would you beat him? Kyle would pin him probably. You would have pinned him in a cow catcher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Snap down cradle. That would be. Yeah. I'll he tell you what. Kellen versus Kyle would be a mat return fest. There would be so many mat returns in that match. That would have been, been a fun match. Zero seconds of riding time. <laughs> yeah, they just nobody eat, would get they out. Just go back and forth. <laughs> Kellen. You have had a meteoric rise on the team as one of the favorites <laughs> by everybody, universally. What do you think makes you so relatable and well-liked by the team? Uh, I think uh, I'm pretty easy going. I can take a joke. I can throw a joke at people. Um, yeah, I'm just pretty good at banter, I think, and that, that kind of helps with dealing with you guys all the time. <laughs> you, can't, you can't be too sensitive to be a college coach. Yeah. Because then you just get eaten alive. It's very true. What are you, like the onion ring sandwich. What are your thoughts on <laughs> what are your thoughts on Drew Flynn's comment? I've known Kellen for about six months and I would kill a man for him. That's my boy. It's flattering. <laughs> you know? Flattering. That's loyalty. <laughs> and Julian's similar comment of if Kellen told me to run through a wall, I would ask which one. I love it. There you when go. Rider dies, man. I'd run through a wall for you guys. Boom. That's what we love to hear. Love it. Yep. But outside the Freeman Center, because I don't want to patch those. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not in the Freeman. No. Yeah. No. Not in the Freeman. Yeah. <clears throat> Drywall is too expensive. Yeah. But I love. It's too expensive. I love running through walls, though. Big fan of that. Um, so, Mike, when you were in college, who was your go-to practice partner? My go-to practice partner, uh, Quinn Leaf. He's the best. He lives in Chicago. Well, I think he's back in Iowa now. He's got four kids. Yeah. Awesome wife, uh, wife Lacey. Uh, yeah, so he's in, in finance of sorts. Um, but now he's he's awesome dude, and uh, he used to have a freaking just a, a, a list mile mile long for for workout partners because he was such a good driller. <laughs> he was just a great great partner. So yeah, Quinn Leith was was high on my list. So uh, he always he beat me a lot too. <laughs> me, me and Simon. So. Uh, Colin McDonald, who's a doctor now, uh, up in uh, Buffalo, and works for the the Bills. He would always beat Simez, and Quinn would always beat me. And like, <laughs> what? We just walk out of practice together. Like, what is going on? Yeah. So it was just strange. Individual days. There's there's many times during individuals on Thursdays. Me and Cam would be like, we're just gonna stop practicing now. Yeah. So I'll come back later and do cardio. How's that sound? I'm like, okay, man. So a follow up to that is, do you think the team was tougher back in that era? Me and Lo were discussing this. I know, I know, I know. Do you think like, do you guys were just tougher and grittier? I have no idea. 
I think uh, it's a lot different when you're in it, right? So, uh, no, I think everything's relative. You know, I think everything's relative. It's challenging at, at all times. When right, you guys so. were into compression shorts back then. I'm we sure. were into compression shorts. I'll tell you what. That's if you, tough. If you practice in compression shorts, it makes you like 10 points higher. Everybody did it, though. Yeah. Everybody had the we compression shorts. We need to bring it back. Shorts. We're trying no. to bring it back. Santoro's trying. He's trying really hard. Me and Furman and Hatcher are trying, too. All right. Yeah. We'll compression shorts. I'm for it. <clears throat> it's a great. It's the best. It's the best. Yeah. I guess I have guys a good part singlets now. Oh, no. Singlets are not. Singlets don't count. Singlets are not nearly as good. Everybody wears them under singlets in competition. Oh, yeah. Compression yeah. shorts. Or Teagles. I'm a big Teagles guy. Yeah, me too. Teagles are great. <laughs> Those are uh, the Cliff Keen underwear for our, for our listeners. Yeah. J39s. They're like Speedos, but red. And they're for wrestling. <laughs> for wrestling. <laughs> yeah. I could, I've, I've worn mine. I know. Anyway. <laughs> Enough underwear talk. Enough talk about underwear. Um, Kellen, can you talk about your time wrestling Yanni at the OTC when he was in high school? <laughs> uh, I had forgotten about that a little bit, and then he reminded me. I was like, "Oh yeah, I do remember that." Because I was like, kind of felt bad beating up high school kids. <laughs> um, but he's getting his payback now. So, but yeah, so we were there for a senior training camp, and I guess it must have been the Cadet World Team camp was there. Uh, they were doing matches, and they wanted us to go with them, and. At the time, I didn't really have like a, oh, maybe I'll take it easy. Like, I knew who Yanni, everyone knew who Yanni was. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go hard with this kid. And I think I just blast, I think I blast double and laced him in like 20 seconds. And I was, it was supposed to be like, once you tack him, it was over. And I was like, well, you want to like keep wrestling? So then I just kind of like sparred with him for a little bit. Um, but yeah, he's done that to me a few times now. So I think like, but you can always hold that over. But yeah, I have the first win. So that's kind of the most first important one. in my book, you know? Yeah. I drew first blood. <laughs> Most dominant. Yeah. Most dominant, yeah. 20-second tech, so. So this, is, this question's for both of you. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be on the team, but it can be. Mm-hmm. Who is your favorite wrestler to watch? Favorite wrestler to watch? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's probably Yanni. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, I think everybody, a lot of people enjoy watching him. Vito, I love watching Vito. Vito's speed is unreal, right? I was going to say I was gonna say Vito, just because he's like, you see him in the back, and he slowly starts bouncing faster and faster and faster, and then just like, like a bullet out of a gun and sprints out there. Yeah. And then he's just Yeah, so I think either going one. Going crazy. Them, it's uh, great. No, they just hit some really, like, they hit some fun stuff, right? Not that other guys don't have fun stuff, but it's just. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they're good. I mean, and then at any level, right? I guess that's like college and beyond. Know, I guess U.S. wrestling, but internationally, Beck Bulletop is always fun because he hits the craziest stuff. I was just yeah. watching a little highlight of him on Instagram this morning. Dropped yeah. up on my Instagram page. Looking to hopefully bring him over. And then the follow up to that is, who is your least favorite wrestler to watch? You hate their style. <laughs> Furman. <laughs> okay. Nice. That's really good. <laughs> fair. Tough but fair. You don't have to answer this. No, I'm thinking of something good. (laughs) Um, Let's see. uh, I don't know, like one of my least favorite. I don't hate the style, but it's it's very, uh, I guess, unpleasing to the eye. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's a good point, honestly. No, I mean, it's, 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 I guess it's good, tough wrestling, right? But it's, it's not, uh, I guess, artistically pleasing. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's kind of like the same exact yeah. way. Hey, they get it done, so, they I mean. They get it done, though. Right? They, they get it done, so, you know. It's not a jab. It was just a preference question. It is. It, it was, is. for sure. It is. There's no shade to be thrown. Yeah, no shade. Well, maybe. Um, so this one's from Mike. His email will be in the description. Can you explain? <laughs> can you explain to the audience the practice we had? Yes, uh, on Tuesday. Uh, yeah, we had a starter in, and then we just rotated guys on them. Uh, but it's not like your usual group of three rotation. It's just anybody could just jump in and wrestle any guy. So uh, weights didn't really matter. It was more of a mental test than anything. Um, it was Kellen's idea, so talk to him about it. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, I brought this was my least favorite workout when I was in college. Um, <laughs> so then you made the whole thing. Really. But I, but the reason why it was my least favorite is because I like you know you're gonna get exhausted and you know you're gonna have to fight through the exhaustion. So like Mike was saying, it's more of like a mental challenge. Like you're gonna get beat. You're in the middle for ten minutes and guys are just rotating in and you know I specifically bring the non the non starters in the guys who aren't wrestling AWA and be like, hey, listen, you're gonna be in for a minute. The goal is to get this guy as exhausted as possible. So it's a sprint, you know, be smart, but don't just be worried about getting scored on. Like sprint, sprint, sprint. So after, usually after the third to fourth go is when guys start cracking. And uh, Mariani was in the second group and he was watching the first group and it was about the fourth or fifth minute. He's like, is this really that hard? Like these guys, you know, they're getting crushed out there. I'm like, you're about to find out. And he went with Kyle for the first two minutes, oh, and then no, no. everyone was clamoring to jump in and wrestle Yanni because it was the time they were going to get their takedowns in. And it's and it gets you know the other guys excited too because they're like, oh man, this is my time to, you know, tee get, off. yeah, tee off on this guy. <laughs> this guy's been teeing off me all season. Uh, so it's it's just kind of a good you know. And then that first group gets off, and you see him sitting against the bleachers, and they have the thousand yard stare going. <laughs> they're like, I've never been beat like that before, you know. Uh, but it's just good this time of year to do that and kind of. You know, figure out that you can fight through that. Like at yeah. the end, by the you know sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth go, like you're not trying to win; you're trying to survive and, and kind of build that grit. And then if you get a takedown in that eighth or ninth, you know it's then then it's great. But um, yeah, I think it was a big shock to the system of those guys. So it was general consensus that Jacob had the hardest of the like competitors with Kyle Skatska Houston he had a line I was like oh I'll, I'll go and like <laughs> wrestle with Jacob and then his line was already like six or seven deep right at the beginning I was like man a lot of people trying to tee off on Jacob right now yeah. like Yusuf Kyle yeah Andrew Morgan oh, Skatska everybody was in that line I was like okay and then I went with Hunter and it was like six to go and he was like melted butter I was like, <laughs> you are dead right now Great. Those are all the questions we have for today. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Redman's Take. If you haven't already, subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Discover more stories about Cornell athletes and teams by following Big Red Sports Network on social media at CornellBRSN and check out www.CornellBRSN.com. See you next time. This podcast is a Big Red Sports Network production. Produced by Michael Farku, Veronica Lewis, and Mike Seats. BRSN is a student sports media group at Cornell University. We hope you enjoyed that Coach's Corner conversation with Mike and Kellen. Now we are extremely excited to welcome Vito Rougeau to the podcast. Welcome, Vito. Great to have you. Great to be here.
Great to have you. Great to have you. This is a guest we wanted to have on the podcast for a while now. Wouldn't you say so, Brennan? 100%. Um, I'd say the three of us have known each other for at least a year now at this point. <laughs> at least maybe like four years, five, six years. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. A long time. Good friend. Previous yeah. landlord. Previous landlord. Previous landlord, correct, yes. So, Vito, what made you uh, choose Cornell Wrestling? Uh, well, my older brother went to Cornell, uh, Nick, so he wrestled here, so we had the connection, as well as, you know, I don't know, there's not, not really any other place I was really looking. I think Cornell has the best, like, combination of, you know, academics and wrestling. Yeah. It's the, it's the, the best wrestling school that's smart, I guess. They, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like there there weren't really many other choices in my mind. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's a big uh, draw to Cornell is the fact that we are this powerhouse wrestling school, and also you graduate with a degree and the connections of an Ivy League. For sure. And there's just the the freedom to study whatever you really want. I mean, like even me, like my preference is obviously like on wrestling, but I'm able to take classes that like help further like. Uh, like a career and like coaching, like yeah. I, I take you know some some leadership courses, some communication courses that I think are applicable to like what I what I want to do. Have you taken sports psych? I have not, but it is on my radar. You should take that; it's very interesting. You should take sports negotiation as also interesting <laughs> class that I'm in with low insights right now. Very nice. Two class yeah. on your radar. Also, Brindley, very good stu- student with sports psych. Sports psych. Yes, very studious. If there was a diligent note taker, if there was a wrestling major or wrestling minor, would you enroll? Uh, I don't really know. It's like <laughs> kind of. I feel like it'd be repetitive, a little redundant. What if there was an option to teach a wrestling PE class? Would you teach it? Ooh, TA? Would you TA for it? Know. You would TA. You would TA. I'm for sure. TA simply for the credit, but also I don't. That might be. Imagine just just regular students signing up for that class, and you have to try to teach them how to wrestle. Well, yeah. What would you teach them first? Stance? Probably. You have to go stance. Penetration step after that? Maybe teach them how to do a front roll. I don't know. <laughs> like yeah, probably, to, I guess. If it's... Try to get like their coordination down, their body awareness. <laughs> um, so, next question is, who is a former teammate that has had a lasting impact on you? Former teammate that's a... Let's see if we go like four, four, four here. We've had uh, similar answers previously. Oh yeah, true. Uh, who's had the most impact on me? I feel like I already know who Vito's gonna pick. I mean, I, yeah. I guess like Yanni, but he's a former teammate. Or oh, former teammate. You mean someone who's already <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like from from here or like previous? I guess it could. Be open. Who would former you former Cornell teammate? Former <laughs> Cornell teammate. Uh, probably, probably Chaz. Yeah, that's, that's who I thought. I was, that's who yeah, I thought he was going to pick too. Yeah. That's who Yanni picked as well. As well yeah, I mean, I, we just you know wrestled together. Like, he was my training partner, and like you know, we would always room together. So, and I don't know. I just have a, a lot of memories with him. Um, good guy. Good guy, good guy. 
Chaz was definitely a memorable person. I'd say like Noah B as well, and then um, another common name. Yep, Sweeney. Another one. <laughs> yep. This is really the See, same. It like, has been like the same people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd say that they were pretty involved with like the the the, um, the freshmen and stuff. And yeah. Yeah. They, Leadership yeah. roles and yeah, yeah. kind of setting good examples. Mm-hmm. We talked about attitude and because the, the same names have popped up with every athlete interview and they kind of said the same stuff along the lines of like you know taking people under their wing and being good teammates yeah yeah I mean you know at least like uh, for for me with, with Chaz like you know he was always kind of there for anything that I like I needed and even though he was also like you know a starter and like probably should have been taking care of himself because he, he had a f- full plate we'll leave it out we'll leave we'll, it out we'll don't worry just keep going. He You're had, good. Uh, you know, he had a full plate himself being, being, you know, uh, wrestling and then also, you know, being um, an engineer as well. So, yeah, he, you know, but, uh, but yeah, you know, I was always there, would always uh, try to help me out in wrestling and try to help me out in, you know, whatever I really need. I'm sure Sweeney, too, was a big... Uh, Great practice partner for you as well. Of course, you know, I'm sure you guys are out, always going after it. You know, on a on something like a Monday where I, I really need to, you know, or you know, Wednesdays too when I really need to take it easy. Yeah, yeah sure. just someone that you can just pummel, pulverize around the mat. Sweet, like push Vito around. just pushing around. So Vito, what was the best match in your Cornell career thus far? It can be the one you've wrestled the best or the best feeling after or just kind of what it's very you, open to very open yeah um I don't know some standout matches I'd say were um wrestling on the uh the backside NCAs and I wrestled Piccinini in the I think it was yeah. the Consi semis Long Island battle yeah so I mean I think that was just a a nice little um reassurance for me that kind of like oh like you know Piccinini was someone who was like well defined as like like a a good wrestler at the at the weight for a while you know it was his senior year so he was he had already had his career and you know he was a couple time like all American and stuff like he was good mm-hmm. um and just going out there and, and, and winning that match kind of like reaffirms that you know I can just because I lost on the top side doesn't mean I'm not one of the best guys in the country. But, um, what else? For sure, giving you that confidence to, like... Because who who'd you lose to on the... Uh, Rivera. Rivera. I lost to Rivera on the top side, and then I lost to Rivera for third and fourth. But, I don't know, there's a, there's a large um, learning curve, I guess, to, to college wrestling, like, especially... Like, in the beginning of the season, like, I didn't, wasn't really challenged at all, and then got to NCAs, and it was like, oh, now I'm going up against another one of the, the best guys in the country, and I guess I was, I don't know, a little, a little, uh, flustered in the match, and I think that's kind of what got, got to me, um, but coming back from that, and then wrestling him again for third and fourth was was nice because I really uh, made adjustments and like changed changed the flow of the match from from the previous one. 
but you know, Rivera was a good wrestler, so he ended up ended up winning. But I feel like the NCAA tournament was obviously the most memorable, just because it was a, the last time I wrestled the college season was a while ago now. So that's kind of like the the main thing that I remember. Uh, I guess the the Princeton match too was was fun. I wrestled Glory for the first time. Um, yeah. Nice. All right, so you want to get into some of the uh, more open-ended fun questions? Fun questions, as they're defined? Yeah, the fun questions. Andrew, would you like to start? Yeah, I'll start. I'll start. My question for you, Vito, is does a little part of you, deep down, secretly enjoy cutting weight? Even just a little bit? (laughs) You know, (laughs) I don't know if I, like, enjoy it. I don't don't mind the fact that it gets me kind of, like, in shape. Because if I'm not losing any weight at all, then I feel kind of, like, fat and gross. But, I don't know, like, I like that it, it makes me, like, stay healthy and, like, watch what I eat and, like, kind of puts me on, like, a, a time schedule, too, because I have to, like, plan out my day, like, around losing weight. But, um, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say I like it, but it's not, it's not terrible. It's not the end of the world. Do you think that you've, do you think that you've, um kind of figured out your your body pretty well like yeah doing it figuring out how much you need to work out and stuff like that over the years or has it do you think it's gotten easier is every week kind of a a difficult cut uh no it's just depending on how big i get i guess because i yo-yo a lot so like i'll hit way in and then jump right back up um so it depends whatever I'm coming down from is, like, really how, how bad it's going to be. But, no, I feel good up until, like, around, like, four over. And then I'll start feeling it. I'm like, ah, this kind of sucks. But, um, you know, I've, I've had a lot of practice now at this point. Wrestled 25 the last college season. I wrestled 25 this whole whole little gap year that I took. Um, and now I'm doing it again. I mean, I just it's, – uh, it's definitely, like, a – uh, it takes a little bit of practice to like get my body like adjusted, like almost like building a callus for it. But I mean, I'm I'm at the point now where I feel pretty pretty confident making weight and feeling good. <clears throat> so Vito, why do people who watch anime have such bad reputations? Ah, uh, it's just the community, <laughs> the type of the type of people who who watch. It's just some, some of the, some of the, some of those groups are just uh, not favorable. You know, I don't know. I, I don't exactly associate with, with uh, the type of people who watch anime. I do like anime. I watch anime, but I don't want to associate with that group of people. <laughs> Going like back to Chaz, separate. Chaz and you—that's another thing that you and Chaz yeah, had a Chaz bond over. Anime, but like, I, I can't get behind like the, the the groups of. Like, I don't even know. Some, some, some of those people are weird. I just go back to high school and remembering the kids who watch anime, and they'd be, like, doing the run where they're, like, bowed down and the yeah, arms like, behind <laughs> their back, like, in hallways. Like, and... I, I hate, like, cringy humor. Oh, like, yeah. I can't, I can't stand Like, if someone did that, I, I, I would cringe so bad. Yeah, and you are in that, you are in that community, <laughs> yeah, but also... Yeah, like, 
It's a, it's a tough, it's a, it's a predicament, but I am, I am where I am. I stand by my, my views. I, I, I do enjoy anime, but just some of the, some of the communities that also watch anime, <laughs> just not. Do you think there's a lot of, not great. do you think there's a lot of the wrestling community that likes anime? Like what percentage of the wrestling community? I think, I think a lot of people like anime and it's become a lot more mainstream now. Like I, I think a lot of athletes watch anime. Like even people that I that I talk to, like a lot of them do watch anime. Just it's just the 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 more vocal of the people is are the people who will. Do some <laughs> why, weird why do you shit. think? Why do you think that it's like got a? Why do you think that some like of the audience is so weird? Because it's it's literally just like cartoons. Like I don't know. Really that weird about it? No, I like it. Like it's it's fun to watch and you know enjoyable but like yeah i don't know I, like i can't tell you why some of those people are so weird i really <laughs> couldn't tell you no Vito. back when we lived together um Vito persuaded me to watch an anime series from start to finish and i very much enjoyed it i, guess I, good. I thought it was a re- i thought it was What's really well it? written it was akame got kill it was very i thought it was very well written Storyline was really good. Characters had good development. It was, I, I really enjoyed it. I don't. I don't know. I don't know where the disconnect from watching that. How I would run <laughs> yes. my personality around. I don't know. I don't know where that comes from. Like there's a, like there's some longer animes that I like to just like binge watch. Like I I hate like having nothing to watch, but like there's like. Like, there's uh, this one anime called One Piece, and I've been watching it since, like, high school, and it's, it's been going on for years now. Like, I think it started in, like, 1999 or whatever. And it's still going. It's still going. It's still like, making new ones. Oh making new ones. They're on episode... They just passed episode 1000. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So if someone were to just start the series right now, it would take them a while. It would take them a while, but, like, I don't know. I've, like, they come out with a new episode, like, every week or something. How long are the episodes? Sometimes they take break. They're like 23 minutes or whatever. Okay. But they take like break, uh, break weeks as well. So like it, it's it's kind of spread out. But but Wait. yeah, like if you were to start it now, I think if you did nothing but watch it, I think it'd still take you like three months or whatever. What do you like better, dub or sub? I uh, like subbed. I like hearing the, the Japanese voice and the, the in subtitles just seems better written to me and sometimes some of this stuff they say is a little cringy to hear like someone try to like an English version yeah I don't know <laughs> and it never it sounds just, accurate it just like sounds better to hear a Japanese person say it and and have the, the English words I don't know <laughs> alright moving moving past the uh, anime talk Vito what is your go to Chipotle order um healthy or not healthy both healthy i'm going uh black beans no rice chicken or steak uh sometimes barbacoa and then i'll go guacamole and then if i feel a little spicy i'll get the, the hot sauce uh and that's it and unhealthy i'm going bowl with with a tortilla on the side to maximize gains maximize yep. gains you're going brown rice black beans Chicken steak double, oh. double meat. That's like a fermented order now. Oh yeah! Now <laughs> you're going, uh, 
what the hot sauce, the, the pico, the medium sauce, the cheese, guac, corn, and then finish it off. Pretty with much a, everything. Finish it off with a bag of chips and then scoop it off with the <laughs> chips and eat it like nachos. <laughs> So now That's you have nachos a, and a burrito. <laughs> is that what you're going to eat as soon as NCAAs is over? Uh, no. Or like after, when you get back to Ithaca, maybe? If I'm, if I'm feeling unhealthy, I'll, I'll also just go to Moe's and yeah. get a stack. Yeah. A stack. Moe's stack is... Goes crazy. Excellent. Goes crazy. What's your meal going to look like after NCAAs, after the season's over? Uh, probably like, I don't know, maybe a week of binge eating and then right back to dieting because I have the... the Never. Uh, U.S. Open in like a freestyle stuff. Yeah. So I'll take like a week to just relax and then just eat a tub of ice cream every day for a week and then back to training. And then back to training. Makes sense. <laughs> I'll probably train while doing that too. Oh, okay. Though, so. <laughs> yeah. Calories. Feel good. Feel good during training. Yeah. Isn't that what yeah. Michael Phelps used to do? Just eat yeah. like a bunch of like twelve pizzas a day or something. Like twelve thousand calories. Yeah. <laughs> just get on that. So Vito. I know the answer to this question. Andrew knows the answer to this question, but I don't think I know your reasoning behind it. What is your go-to Smash Bros. character? Oh, the go-to Smash Bros. character is a Dark Pit. Yes. Why? Well, he's, he's very versatile. All right. He's got a ranged attack with the arrows, right? The you arrows can, are big. You can track with the arrows, too, if you're, if you're good at it. You can, you can swim up or down. Oh, yeah. So it gives you a little, a little, little room for accuracy, and then you can... And then he has the crazy recovery. Crazy, crazy recovery. Crazy, crazy recovery. That's for sure. You can you can go all the way down and still make it back up, right? You can go you can jump off, go under the stage, and then come up on the other side. I've seen it done. Yeah. Very, very good recovery. Disheartening then, when you're the other guy. Yes. Absolutely. Quite. Heartbreaking. And the uh, the stay back counters projectiles. Yep. And then the uh, side smash. Also counters projectiles, and super armor, and sent dark. So here's the difference between the light pit and dark pit. Light pit's side will send you up into the air straight, but dark pit's side will send you horizontal. So then if I catch you on the edge with your back turned to it, then I can hit you. And usually it's, it's if you're above probably 50, you're, you're, you're pretty much dead. Is dark pit overpowered? No, no. He doesn't need nerfed? What What is his uh, drawbacks? He's got really big, like, uh, like windows. So there's, like, a, a large window. Like, if I hit a side smash, like, there's a, a large window where I can't move, mm-hmm. I'd say. And especially the side, the side B, where I'll hit it, and then it'll take me, like, almost a full second to, like, recover from it. Okay. So I'd say hitting in between those... Um, yeah. I feel like no one else on the team really plays Dark Pit. The people have dabbled, you know. They're I think inspired by you. They're not, they don't main Dark Pit, though, no. by any means. I actually I started playing Pit because I saw Kyle play it as him one time. <laughs> and I picked him up, and I was like, ooh, this is, this is kind of nasty. And then the stay I, back and the arrows combo is... If you, really? get, you get good with the stay back, like, it's just a... Uh, um, like a second shield almost like you, you get your shield almost depleted you don't want to get dizzied you stay back another free shield and then you can go in for the hit plus that's a good dark pit's a good uh foil to yanni's main character of isabel i feel like <laughs> yes. yeah uh definitely been a lot of counterplay 
where <laughs> he got really good with uh well it counters it counters uh Isabella and Villager. I was gonna say the tree. Yeah. Villager, yeah, the the cut down the tree to the stay back to the pocket to the throwing of the tree to the stay back again. That I think that's it's times one point five every time it's it's pocketed or countered. And it's, that's an insta kill. It's it's insta pretty kill. crazy. People listening to this that don't know Smash right now are gonna be like wow. <laughs> wow, these guys are nerds. <laughs> yes, yes we are. So my next question is what would a three person live go look like? Like a like two guys in, one man out, like maybe uh, we'll say winner stays in, like takedowns. What would it look like? You, Nick, and George. <laughs> uh, we'll say like a Tuesday practice, like maybe what we're about to do, like a thirty minute. Uh Nick's a Nick's a father now. He's a family man. Uh, he'll, he'll still throw down. He'll teach. He'll teach the occasional private, but I don't. I don't know if he's got more than five minutes of conditioning in him <laughs> at the moment. Now George, George, however, it's really crazy. strong, and he won't get tired. <laughs> George has a gas tank. Uh, gas tank, George. I think I run that 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 takedown winner stay in for a while. I'd say maybe like. If they're are they one minute goes or just until uh, takedown? No, just until takedown. Takedown. I think I could stand for maybe fifteen goes. Who who's finally knocking you off, Nick or George? George. George. George is You're thinking that Nick's dying quickly. I don't think I don't think like Nick's Nick's coming out. He's 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 coming out hard and and probably gassing pretty quick. Yeah. Well, how much does Nick weigh now? Uh, he's probably. Uh, Assume around forty-five, probably. He's not. He's not that big. All right. So say so now we add a fourth person to this mix, and it's Bogar. <laughs> now how does it look? And my, me and my dad are competing, <laughs> but also, but also he can't. He can't. I don't think he can go very seriously against George. And George has no problem with taking his head off. <laughs> so I can totally see George hitting hit a little slide by to slide side headlock and just squeezing the shit out of my dad. And he's just like, whoa. How do you, uh, how did George end up wrestling like the complete opposite style of wrestling of you as you? I, I'm, well, we, I don't know. Like, uh, he wrestles very similarly to, I'd say, Nick, where a lot of his, his offense comes from top. Mm-hmm. I just not, I'm just not that, I feel way, way more confident in my neutral than I do my top bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that, like, I can't ride someone out for a period, but, like, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not going out and, and attacking people with, with turns, um. And I just feel way, way more comfortable with un, in neutral. Like I feel like I can, I can defend just about against everybody, and I can take down almost everybody. Um, but like, yeah, uh, George is not nearly as, I guess, ex- uh, flexible. Like he's really stiff. He's not very flexible at all, and he's just super strong. So like those, a lot of the positions he's good in are like power positions where it's like throw a leg in and like arch or like dig an underhook lock your hands and just throw it by like just meaty positions i've seen him rip some headlocks and yeah i george actually had it going into going into states he had a hundred percent bonus point rate oh my god i didn't even know that yeah he had uh i think it was it was 
one tech, I think one, or no, including like his counties, he had two techs and the rest were pins. Oh, oh my. And he was undefeated? I think there might have been one major. Uh, yeah, go, undefeated. Go so complete states. 100%. 100% bonus, bonus point rate. rate. That's amazing. Yeah, it was it was pretty. And it, like, I can't even tell you how many times it was just walk out there, underhook, headlock, pin. Amazing. Amazing. It was funny. Funny to watch. Um, we can do a... Want to get into the speed round now, Brendan? Yeah. So we're nearing the end here. Um, so we have a speed round. Okay. And basically is just we're going to say a word or a person and you have to tell us the first thing that comes to your head. Don't think about it. Just the first yeah, thing. Yeah, it's called speed round for a reason. Okay. Okay. I'll start off. Vogar. Dad. Erlo. Uh. What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> Julia. Girlfriend. Dance. With who? Dance. Dance. First thing. I. He said with who? With That's who? his answer. That's, with yeah, who? Thanks. With who? What's the answer? Long Island. Uh, home. Siri. Uh, turn off all the lights. <laughs> Fruit. <laughs> Breakfast. <laughs> Bowser. <laughs> Cuck. <laughs> Daenerys. <laughs> Stormborn. Dom. Lahua. Foam. Roller. <laughs> Mike. Uh, Gray Man. Kellen. Uh, Machine Gun Kellen. Coakley. Smokely. <laughs> <laughs> well. Those are all the questions we have for today. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Red Man's Take. If you haven't already, subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Discover more stories about Cornell athletes and teams by following Big Red Sports Network on social media at CornellBRSN and check out www.CornellBRSN.com. See you next time. This podcast is a Big Red Sports Network production produced by Michael Farku, Veronica Lewis, and Mike Seats. BRSN is a student sports media group at Cornell University.